Welcome into A to Z Sports Powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Let's thank our sponsors, TennesseeTickets.com. Uh, they make everything happen for our show and for you guys. Titans 20. That's how you get $20 off any ticket purchase at TennesseeTickets.com for your Titans tickets this season. TennesseeTickets.com. Renters Warehouse. That's where you should turn uh, to go to RentersWarehouse.com. The professional landlords in the Nashville area. Man, do the Pulse of Fitness for one 15-minute workout. A full-body electronic muscle stimulation simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Your first workout's free at Mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, uh, Nashville's independent insurance agency. Hit them up, TuckerTN.com, or email them, Will, at TuckerTN.com uh, to save an average of 20% on your personal insurance. And Calvin and Subtle, if you're looking for new hardwood floors, CalvinandSubtle.com is the place to go. Check them out for hardwood floors and finishings, Calvin and Subtle. Com. So, Zach, uh, this is, as Anthony says, the pregame show for the Blitz 2020 Super Bowl. That is right now. Uh, but uh, we are talking and trying to find what we think is the deadliest thing about the Titans offense this season. Then we'll talk about the defense as well before we talk about their Super Bowl appearance later today. But how do you feel about this Titans offense heading into 2020? Yeah, so we're trying to find out uh, what what makes what makes you most excited going into 2020. I think that's the key question that we're trying to ask. And uh, mine is simple. I'd like to know what others people uh, or other people have to say about this because Austin, let's face it this has this offense has transformed. It's not the offense that we're used to. And we've covered look, I've covered the team ten plus years. You've covered the team close to that, like. We, we're not used to this kind of offensive firepower that the Titans put out last year. I mean, they were scoring, you know, 30-plus points a game. I, I can't even remember. Like, they would, they would do that once maybe a year or twice, maybe three times a year out of 16 games. But it was not as consistent as Ryan Tannehill taking over and taking the reins, taking the offense, and taking the AFC Championship game. So I think we have a lot to pick from here. We do. So – what are you most excited about with the Titans offense? That's what we're going to ask you uh, now. So I put up the graphic. The three big names in the Titans offense right now are it's the three-headed monster of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and quarterback Ryan Tannehill. So what are you most excited about the Titans you offense? pick one. All right, this is not a well, smorgasbord. This is not uh, – you can have them all. There's no all of the aboves. You have to pick a singular one. You can ride and die. If you want to go with John U. Smith – Ride and die with John New. If you want to hitch your wagon to Ben Jones, hitch your wagon to Big Jones as the deadliest part of this offense. I don't give a rip. But you can only pick one. Yeah, I'm picking one aspect because it says finding the deadliest aspect of well, – no, 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 no. You're getting these, these questions misconstrued. It's what part of the Titans offense are you most excited about? It's not about – that's the title of the show. The question we're asking is – what part of the well, Titans' offense are you most singularly excited about? I understand about? that, but I also have to pay off the title of the – No, of, you don't have to pay off – Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have to I, – I, I am paying off, for me, the deadliest aspect of the Titans' offense is the play-action part of the game, that that is what's going to crush – 
the uh, opposing defenses is the Titans being able uh, to run the play action with actual wide receivers on the outside who can press downfield with A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Jonu Smith, and the deep ball aspect to Khalif Raymond. I think the deadliest aspect of the Titans offense is the play action pass. All right, so let's read some comments. We're asking you guys the question of what are you most excited about for this Titans offense? Uh, it starts with King Henry uh, right here with Sterling. He says, obviously, King Henry is the workhorse, but A.J. Brown with Khalif Raymond, as you mentioned, Austin, will be able to burn some of the fastest corners. Then Janu is looking nasty. That uh, What's the weak point? That's what he's asking. Dom brings up the Khalif Raymond factor as well. Says he can really take off this year, emerge. I'll give my opinion about Khalif Raymond here in a second. But uh, let's see. Victor says the offense should go through Henry if any – uh, anyone changes the narrative, then so be it. As long as it's productive, I don't care who the offense goes through, but he thinks it starts with Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill, Ramon, says that's the most exciting part that he believes about this offense. Sterling says the king. John says DH22. Ty goes with A.J. Brown. The run game overall from Jeff Burrows, because you do have a new backup. We don't have to worry about talking about Deion Lewis anymore. Sure. He's long gone. Deborah says King Henry. Sterling says the play action. Sterling's been commenting at a rapid pace, which we enjoy. Christian agrees with you, says that's my two, or that's my pick two, Austin. Play action. Titans Rick, he's aligned with Austin, says, look, the play action was my second choice, but the only answer is Derrick Henry. Brad's excited about Khalif Raymond. So I'll say mine here real quick, but before I do, got to talk about Khalif Raymond. Here's the one thing I'm scared about, guys. All right, Khalif Raymond had some exciting moments, right? Sure. But I don't think Khalif Raymond is going to be on the field as much as we all think. I just don't think so. I think you're going to see, and as we've understood more about this offense, they like putting – Ferkser or Michael Pruitt in there as an extra tight end, especially because of the emergence of Jonu Smith, which takes that extra wide receiver off. And I think, look, you look, the, the writing's kind of on the wall. Who did they sign first to free agency? Do you remember? Well, it was Anthony Ferkser because he and was a right? That's, that's, that's not. But they wanted to get that much. out the way. And I believe they wanted to because get Because he was contract. an exclusive rights free agent. So it was this. it's the simplest deal you can possibly do. And they wanted to get that out of the way because they liked having those tight end sets. And the reason why, and you can read in between the lines, is Arthur Smith was a tight ends coach, right? He knows oh, how man. to coach the tight ends. And but so, but I do think that will take away from what we saw. We saw a lot of of multiple wide receiver sets, but Tajay Sharp is no longer here. And I think it was the smart move not to draft a wide receiver in the draft. I will stick to my guns. I think you can get a better wide receiver next year once you got to replace Corey Davis. But this, I, I would be surprised if Khalif Raymond. Like, I mean, what are you, what are you expecting from him, Austin? Well, I, I, like I mentioned him after AJ, Corey, Janu. Which you should. Right. And, and because I was mentioning it in a play-action pass situation. I think Khalif Raymond right now, he's a really good kick returner. That's good. That adds value. He can play special teams. That's solid, right? And he gives you the depot aspect. So I think Khalif Raymond... He's more of a one-trick pony, which that's fine because he's pretty good at that one trick, and that is just running by people, uh, especially on a play-action pass. You remember the touchdown catch 
against the Ravens to put the Titans up 14-0 in the division around the playoffs. It was on a beautiful play-action pass. Ryan Tannehill fakes to Henry, drops back. Khalif Raymond just blew by Marlon Humphrey, a really good cornerback in the NFL, and dove in the end zone for a great catch. Khalif Raymond is really good at that. That's going to be his role. I don't know what else he's going to do. But as you mentioned, man, I kind of remember this was like a month after, maybe not even a month after, Arthur Smith got uh, got the offensive coordinator job. And I was saying that the base offense was going to be a two tight end set. And you're like, no, 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 they're going to go three wide. Well, it turned into be a, the base offense was a two tight end set. And they loved running the two tight end set. So I was right about that. And then you just basically said how I was right with your earlier statement. Yeah, well, they, well they had two blockers, right? I think what we didn't know is Jonu Smith's ability, right? We thought Jonu Smith, we didn't know what he was. Nobody knew what Jonu was, especially coming off of the injuries and the ups and downs that he had had behind Delaney Walker. But he emerged as a real threat. He made some big-time plays, and I think Arthur Smith started to give him the ball more and trust him more as the season waned on, and I think that's where – that's why and, and the offense changed overall if you if you think about it throughout the course of the season, right? No, Mariota not necessarily the, the base set of what they were doing. The offensive efficiency changed overall. They were still running the same plays with Marcus Mariota compared to Tannehill. They were still running the same philosophy with the two different quarterbacks. It's just Ryan Tannehill was actually making it work because he was decisive and he was pushed and he was aggressive down the field. So the singular question that we were asking you, what part of the Titans offense are you most excited about? I will give my answer, but first, Austin, I got my man doing yesterday. Did you? I And look, you did it twice. I did it twice this week. I'm about to ah. go to the beach. I did it on Saturday morning. Kicked my ass. Felt good. <laughs> yesterday, kicked my ass and felt good. Yes. It's one of those good feelings that you get. Absolutely, because guess what? I did Mandu yesterday as well. So I've got my tube this week. Feel great. Mandu, the pulse of fitness, where a 15-minute workout, a full-body electronic muscle stimulation, simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. The science is real. The results are real. Uh, they can help you out, too, with the in-body analysis machine that shows your progress and what you need more of, less of, when it comes to your diet and exercise as well. Putting that whole plan together to achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com. Check it out. You're going to be sore. Your first free, your first workout is absolutely free. And believe us, you're going to be sore. It's 15 minutes. It'll kick your ass. And that second day, you'll wake up and be like, oh, my God, did I get hit by a training? Mandu.com. Check it out. Mandu.com. So yesterday, I did my Mandu workout in Brentwood. And I did it. You, there's, you can have up to two people two, uh, doing the session at the same time. I did it with a 62-year-old woman. Very outgoing. She, We sat there and chatted for a while. She could not touch her toes for 20 years because of her back. She had really? like six back surgeries. She started Mandu in November. She can touch her toes now. Yeah. She hadn't been able to touch her toes in 20 years. That's that, and, that was straight, and that's straight to Mandu. So I thought that was an awesome story. Again, didn't know her from Adam, but she was awesome. So that's what Mandu can do. You know what else I, that I can do for you? What A.J. Brown can do for everybody, because that's my exciting, my most exciting part. It's got to be number 11. My Shocker. guy, A.J. Brown, who I was screaming from high heavens years ago now. Look, the years are going to stack up. I'm going to be one of those old, crippling men as my birthday is today as I roll on. I'm going to be saying, 
I told I told the Titans back in the day I should have taken A.J. Brown, and boom, he has busted on the scene. But that is the guy that we all want to watch because I'm fearful of the sophomore slump. Right, that could happen well, yeah, as you sh- as you should because look, AJ Brown and you watched and you everybody saw the pictures the Titans put out of AJ Brown's shirtless workout. Good shirt off guy, right? Some people <laughs> yeah. are bad shirt off guys. Some people hey. wear some people wear white t shirts in the pool. No, no, no. AJ Brown walks into a restaurant without a shirt, and everybody's like. The sign says no shirt, no shoes, and he says no problem. I'm walking in. Yes, yeah. I, Mandu's making me a better no shirt guy, that's for sure. But no, seriously, AJ Brown uh, looks like an absolute cyborg out there, and, and and as Rob says, he looks like a linebacker. So I think Sterling says there will be no slump for that man. LOL. Like there can still be a sophomore slump for AJ Brown because there can still be a little bit of regression from Ryan Tannehill. And A.J. Brown caught a ridiculous percentage of contested uh, catches last year. And he had, I think he led the NFL or was second in the NFL in yards after the catch among wide receivers. He averaged over nine yards per catch uh, after the catch, which is an insane uh, for what uh, for wide receivers. So there's a chance that he kind of comes back towards the mean a little bit. Now, Chad Ochocinco and A.J. Brown both said that their goal is – it. For him is 1500 yards this season. I don't expect that because everybody is now aware of what AJ Brown can do. And AJ Brown was pretty quiet in the playoffs when you got him up, up against really good defenses in the Patriots, the Ravens, and the Chiefs. Uh, so you have to be you have to not just expect him to blow the doors off year two and to have 1,500 yards the second year just because he had uh, 1,000 last year. Well, and and Trevor says A.J. Brown is the next Megatron. We we put that – I put that graphic out a few weeks ago asking, and some people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, look, the man, the physique is there. It Can the production be? I think the head and the swagger is there from A.J. Brown. Here's what I, I, why I don't believe that there will be a sophomore slump. I think you brought up some good points that there could be, but – at the end of the year, everybody knew who the best damn wide receiver on the Titans were. It was A.J. Brown. And look, in Houston, couldn't stop him. Well, and the Texans had an awful, awful secondary. Terrible secondary. Well, uh, A.J. Brown exploited that. He also had uh, a big catch against the Texans the first time. You remember the over-the-head catch? That was very, very nice. He had a good game during that time. So they knew he was a badass wide receiver towards the end of the season, and he still got his. Now, the problem was... He didn't have the same type of plays because the game plan and the game didn't go that way sure. against the Patriots, against the Ravens, and against the Chiefs. Well, they the Patriots- really needed him against the Chiefs. That was the problem. They got zero – like, they got all the production they needed from Derrick Henry up until about two minutes before the, 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 the half, right, when Mahomes took the lead and never saw it again, right? The second half – that's where they need somebody else to step up, and it needed to be A.J. Brown. And because defensively the Chiefs t- cued on him, Tannehill didn't get the ball out, all of these things started to kind of accumulate. But that's where A.J. Brown has to step up. I think he's the man for the job. That's the most exciting piece. And why, Austin? It's simply because you look at the franchise's history. It's a gross wide receiver history, right? Nasty throw up in your mouth 
when you say the likes of Justin Hunter, Dorial Green Beckham, Kenny Britt trying to sneak in drunk at a fort. That doesn't make any sense, right? Like <laughs> an actual all, fort, not the fort that your kid, you know. Right. We're, not, we're not talking about Fortnite. Like, and then even Derek Mason, I remember him as a Raven, not as a Titan. I know he played both. I know the history of the Titans, but Derek Mason, in my mind, is a Raven. I think he would probably, I don't know if he would tell you that. You'd have to ask him. Kevin Dyson was good, wasn't great, but they have never had a wide receiver bust on the scene like A.J. Brown has. That's the excitement factor for all Titans fans. Finally. They get a wide receiver who's got swag and production. The numbers to back up the talk, you got to love it. Yeah, they just had a bunch of wide receivers bust. That's it. You know, not bust on the scene, but just flat out bust. Uh, as uh, Houston has commented, Michael Preston, you got Trevor with Justin Hunter, Trey McBride, which you can't. I mean, he's a seventh-round pick. Tyrone Calico. Yeah, there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of – wide receivers the Titans tried to invest in that never became much of anything. Now, I do hope Kevin Dyson shows up at 10 o'clock this morning because I need him. Yeah, you need you need Dice uh, today, that's for sure. I did see uh, a, a comment that I wanted to get to uh, here on, if I can scroll back, Ryan asked, do you think Adam Humphreys can have a bounce-back year this season? And I don't even know, like, how would you define Adam Humphreys' season last year because Ryan was saying would he have a bounce back year which is implying that he had a bad year when statistically the Titans don't throw the ball as much as the Bucks did when he was in in Tampa but at the time when Adam Humphreys got that ankle injury that cost him the rest of the uh of the regular season Adam Humphreys was leading the team in total receptions so I don't think Adam Humphreys was having a bad year. I think it was just because the offense did not have a lot of volume in it in the passing game, which Arthur Smith talked about. But I don't, I don't think Adam Humphreys needs a bounce back here. I think he was really effective. He just missed five games with a bad ankle injury. I think his season was a D plus C minus because of the money you paid him. Uh, and those are facts. I mean, you can't argue that. I mean, I, there's no way that $9 million should yield more than 37 receptions, well, he was hurt. 74 yards. Well, he was hurt for not for the majority of the season. He was hurt for five games. Well, again, that's what I said. At the time he got hurt, he had more catches than anybody else. I know. I, I, I get that. <laughs> but that's the point. The point is that they just didn't throw the ball a lot. They did not. They did. Having catches does not mean that, look, if you can't catch, if you catch a five-yard out pass – on third and 12, I don't care. It doesn't matter, right? That's now, not what Adam, Adam Humphreys, Humphreys made a doing. big play against Kansas City, right? So that gives him some grade. But the $9 million, right? I mean, what's your value? Uh, you have to think about that. You have to. It's just like we how we think about Corey Davis. He We view him as a five number five overall pick, right? That's his value. Adam Humphreys, because of the market and because the Titans paid him, is $9 million a year. But don't he, you want, C, it was a C minus year. I gave him was, a C minus. I, 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 I think it's plus is the argument, but you can't give him a C or a C plus or a B. He wasn't that productive for nine million dollars. I just I, he, I mean, he's a, correct. No, he's a product of his of the offense that he's in. What AJ That's, Brown? Oh, he's a product of the offense. Zach Adam Humphreys had more catches than AJ Brown at the time that Adam Humphreys got hurt. 
That that's the point that I'm trying to make. That maybe you're just not remembering. He he was injured and he was leading the team in receptions. Austin and he was very efficient doing that. Right, because he had freaking Mariota dumping him down on third and nineteen. That's why he had so when many receptions. Was that happening? Because no, Mariota, the first six games, right? The first six games of the year, Adam Humphreys caught good number of passes, whatever it was. But Mariota doesn't throw the ball deep. He, that's not his style, and that's why he's a freaking backup now. So, that, like, so he benefited. The number of receptions is good. It's still not worth nine million dollars. That's why it's a C minus season. Do what would you grade him for this season? Well, I think it's because of injury. It was it's difficult to grade when he was playing. He was really good. I, injuries he, happen, right? You taking that to a fact? He's nine million dollars. Well, grade him. Well, I, I would give it a. If he a, played a, zero games and he was out all year, then you could give him an. Incomplete. I would give it a C plus, like a, a C plus grade, because he missed five games with injury, but he made a lot of big plays. He made a huge play in Kansas City uh, to to win that game. He actually and that got him to the C level. But $9 million, your ass better be catching touchdown passes. And he didn't. He caught two touchdowns in his last three. And two of his only two touchdowns came in the last three games before he got hurt. The game winner against the Chiefs and right there in the game against the Colts before he got hurt to put to get the Titans on the board, he scored a touchdown. I, I think Adam Humphreys was fine last year. Do you want to see more out of them this year? Absolutely. But you have to take into, into context about what his injury was that cut the last five and a half games away when he was leading the team in receptions at the time. But Austin, injuries don't help your grade. Injuries hurt your grade. Right, which is why I gave him a C plus. And he's not a C plus. $9 million did not yield that. We're going to disagree on that. You need to lower your grade. Because C plus for $9 million? Come on. Are you kidding me? $9 million for a slot receiver? And you're going to give him a C-plus when he had 37 receptions? He was hurt. He was hurt. He played 11 games. Yes, and he led the freaking team in receptions. Does that not tell you anything about the Because he had dumped down Mariota throwing to him for the first six. So did everybody else. That's not Adam Humphrey's fault. That's the that's Marcus Mariota's fault. You're propping that up. No, and I'm, I'm not. saying that that is skewed because Mariota dumps it down. They no. weren't winning games. No. They were productive, but he was racking up catches. No, he wasn't racking up catches. He had six catches against the Broncos for 47 yards, and they were split between Mariota and Tannehill. This is like you're you're being too you're grading Humphreys too harsh. And you're, I don't understand. You, you like, say that about all my grades. I, I get it. But I'm a hard grader. I'm one of those. I'm not the, the the slappy substitute that comes in and just starts throwing out gold stars like Oprah throws out BMWs. That's just not how I roll. I hold people to high standards. And if you pay, if you, if, if I pay you money, if I'm a franchise and I pay you a lot of money, I expect to get a lot of productivity. I understand injuries happen. I understand things happen. But, but you have to, but you time, have to look. I'm not. I'm not ditching him. I don't. I like Adam Humphreys. I think that he can be good in the future. But grading his night, his 2019 season, sure as hell ain't a C plus for nine million dollars, injury or not. It's more of a C minus. Okay. Uh, it it's he was leading the team in receptions at the time that he got hurt, which is what he was signed to do. And we also have we all know as a tighten up pod guys, 
will tell you that receiving yards and receiving stats are like the Canadian dollar. They don't go as far. So it, it, the number is going to be smaller, but it means more. So, look, let's let's move on from Adam Humphreys. I didn't expect us to have a long conversation and argument about Adam Humphreys today. Uh, so let's flip That's the great part about this show. You never know what you're going to get. That's true. Let's flip over to the defense. Let's talk about the defense. What are you most excited about with the Titans defense in the 2020 season? But first, Zach, tell people about Tucker Agency. Yeah, I actually talked to Will Tucker yesterday, uh, getting my hair cut. Look, he goes to the right guy. And look, he, now. He, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? One of the things that he said, you guys are starting to email him. That's good. Will at TuckerTN.com. People, he's saving people money. He literally, we talked, had a conversation about that, randomly ran into him. And I, that's what I've been pushing. Will at TuckerTN.com. And the philosophy is you email him, hey, Will. It's so-and-so. I heard you on A to Z Sports. How do I save money on my insurance? That's all it takes. Then he goes to work. His team goes to work and gives you a better policy to put more money back in your pocket. The average customer that emails will at TuckerTN.com saves 20%. 20% can put more food on the table, can help pay bills. We're in a weird world right now. I can't stand it, but... You have to, you die or you adapt. Adapt. Email Will at TuckerTN.com and he will help you out, I promise you. Also, what's rolling in is you guys buying some A to Z gear at shop.a2zsportsnashville.com. Use the promo code AZ30 to get 30% off of all orders. That's AZ30 at shop.a2zsportsnashville.com. Yes, we have sizes for you big guys up to 3X. And they run a little long, a little big. So no worries there about the bigger guys who watch the show uh, live here on a Titans Thursday. What are you most excited about for the Titans defense this year? Uh, we spent the first half of the show discussing the Titans offense, but Zach, I think there's more to be excited about with the Titans offense. I think because they retain everybody, minus Jack Conklin and Tajay Sharp, who both Jack Conklin played a huge role. But you like the plan to replace Jack Conklin, especially considering the amount that Jack Conklin's going to get paid uh, by the Cleveland Browns. And you think that Tajay Sharp was a was a smaller role, so now uh, they have a chance to get uh, other guys involved in the passing game. So, what are you most excited about with the Titans' defense this upcoming season? Well, I'm going to put that graphic up on the screen because I'm going to go. Far left. I wanted to go far right, but I'm going far left. It's 5 four, 4. It's Mr. Blade, as they call him. Rashawn Evans. I think Rashawn Evans has a real opportunity to take the jump. You know, Bayard took the jump, took the leap, the interception seasons. That was year. Bayard took it in year two. Right. Uh, and, and we talked about Rashawn Evans of what happened at the beginning of his rookie year, all that stuff, and more responsibility as a middle linebacker. He didn't jump on the scene like Luke Keekley or Patrick Willis, but I think that he has a real shot this year to take over the reins and be the badass that I think he can be. Uh, I think he's a tackling machine. He's got to get better in coverage. I understand that. But with Mike Vrabel coaching him, uh, I think Mike Vrabel is going to have a – uh, a more of a concentrated effort on the defense, right? Because not replacing Dean Pease with a traditional defensive coordinator, I think he's going to be hands-on. 
Rashawn Evans is my singular pick of what I'm most excited about. My mine are two young talents, Rashawn Evans and AJ Brown. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good options. Uh, Louis saying the Seminator, uh, G-Man saying, can Jeffrey Simmons fill Jarrell Casey's spot? That's that's going to be an ongoing storyline all season long because there's still no Javon Clowney. And I don't know if you saw this, Zach, but Mike Keith uh, went on the NFL Network <laughs> this week and said that he thinks Clowney to the Titans could still be a possibility. Uh, so, I mean, the, it lives on. It lives on the Javon Clowney. Uh, watch for the Titans. So, I, I I think Simmons will be a huge huge storyline. I want I want to I want to uh, put this up there. And Michael McKnight, if you are right, if Evans is a modern day London Fletcher, then the Titans have won. The London Fletcher struck fear in the eyes of offensive players. So I love the analogy. I love the the comp, as they say. If that could be the case. God help offenses going against the Tennessee Titans because London Fletcher was a badass. And and I think Rashawn Evans has the opportunity to be. Yeah, so Simmons is obviously a big one, but I'm going to go with KB right there in the center of your screen because he represents the secondary and he represents a lot of changeover with what's going to happen with losing Logan Ryan. And so that's that's changeover in how the secondary is played out on the field, who comes in in the nickel patch package, but it also changes over in who is the leader in the DB room because Logan Ryan was absolutely the number one alpha guy that everybody looked to because of his resume in the NFL, what he did as winning a couple Super Bowls in New England and the amount of money he made and the way he played the game. Now it's up to Kevin Byard to take that title and run with it. And I, I'm excited to see KB do it because I think Kevin Byard has a lot of potential uh, to become and continue to be an all-pro level safety for years to come. Uh, but also, when you look into this, how does the secondary play out? How quickly can Christian Fulton get involved? Because that guy was a first-round talent drafted in the second round, and you have to have him to be a big part in replacing Logan Ryan. Then you have a Dory Jackson, who's going to play a lot of the nickel snaps. Uh, Malcolm Butler coming off of his broken wrist. Kenny Vaccaro, who is the unsung uh, leader of that defense as well that nobody really talks about as much. I'm excited. I love watching the secondary compete. And I hope we can show up in tra at training camp and training camp can be as normal as possible because watching the DBs is what I have a lot of fun doing. So Kevin Byard in the secondary is what I'm most excited about to see how that shakes out. Yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, we can You can text me or I can text myself for next week. I think a good topic could be what player has to elevate their game. Now, let's not answer that now, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, like Ryan Tanhill, how much can he actually elevate his game? He had a damn good season. Like, like right? The His ceiling, you, you're going to get into the Aaron Rodgers numbers if you get there. So, uh, that I think that would be a topic of discussion maybe next week uh, as we get further on into the summer. I think that's a good topic because KB, we've seen what he can do, right? And right. I, I think – Rashawn Evans could be in that conversation, but I, I like those two picks. I think that they're, they're smart. Christian Fulton gets lost in the mix. And you know what? A guy that we don't even mention really because he's a right tackle, but he's a first round draft pick is Isaiah Wilson, right? Nobody. Yeah. So you're like, we don't even just a dust in the wind. You don't even think about him. He could be a big factor if he comes on 
helping Ryan Tannehill. If you look at the optics of this offseason, and we will as time goes uh, goes on, you're going to look back and you say, if it works out, right, Ryan Tannehill, big-time $100 million contract. They drafted a tackle to protect him because they had already locked up Taylor Lewan, the other tackle, to protect him. So that's the strategy. Build those bookends and help Tannehill do what we've now seen him do. Uh, yes, Sterling says uh, Wilson will be at freight train in the run game. Skeptical about him getting beat against good pass coverage. Titans Flash says, I'm sorry, but it starts with the overall loss of Dean Pease. We don't know all of these other things. Hey, that's not a bad point there. Also, I saw uh, Justo on IG Live bringing up Jayon Brown is going to have a big season this year. And when it comes to Jayon Brown's contract year. So what is Jayon Brown? How does that materialize with Jayon Brown's contract? Same thing with uh, Johnny Smith. We talked about that. There's another, there's another topic. Contract year Titans. Just text that to me. You just contract text your Titans. Okay. Well, well, this is good brainstorming for good future topics. I like yeah. it. Live brainstorming. If you got any other ideas, let us know. We'll te- I'll text Zach about it. All right, A to Z Sports. Uh, Michael says, I just think about all the first-round talent on this defense. Simmons, Evans, Beasley, Jackson, Vaccaro, Jonathan Joseph, uh, Clowney. Uh, then you mix in with Landry, Byard, Brown, and Fulton. That's that's pretty impressive. You're okay, a good point. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, the older guys like Joe. Yeah, Jonathan Joseph, first round pick. Kenny Vaccaro, first round pick, and Vic Beasley as well. That's a it's a good point. Free agent, former first round pick guys for sure. Uh, that, that that's a good point there. All right, Zach, let's do this. You have a huge game coming up in about an hour and fifteen minutes at ten o'clock. Biggest you, video game I've ever played in my life. I have played 30, a lot of. A lot of shouting matches with my roommates in college, my best friend. Uh, This is a big one. On your 33rd birthday, you will attempt to become one of the youngest coaches to win a Super Bowl (laughs) in NFL Blitz history. So we're going to ask you guys, what is your confidence level, 1 through 10, in Zach getting a rematch win over the 49ers to get the Lombardi Trophy? So what is your confidence level, one through ten, and Zach winning the Super Bowl later this morning. But first, Zach, tell people about CalvinandSuttle.com. Yeah, I absolutely could do that. Calvin and Suttle is where you need to get your hardwood floors. 615-448-6414. That's 615-448-6414. CalvinandSuttle.com. You call them up. They come out to your house. Use the CDPC precautions. Take a look. Say, look, if you're trying to replace your carpet or your hardwood floor in your kitchen or your bedroom or your bathroom, they can do it efficiently, effectively, and for a great cost. 615-448-6414, calvinandsuttle.com. They can hook you up. Installation, one to two weeks. That's it. That's the best part. Quick, efficient, and cost-effective. This is it. Next up, Titans Niners. That's what you got to look for. 10 a.m. Central time. So not too long after the show. An early kickoff for the Super Bowl because Zach has to drive to the beach. Uh, lucky guy there. Uh, so, what is your confidence level in Zach winning the Super Bowl against the 49ers? Just get, go down memory lane. What was it, like week three or four uh, when you went to San Francisco? You played on the baseball dirt and you lost to Steve Young. You lost to Jerry Rice. Who else is on T.O.? The- 
T- Terrell Owens. Garrison Hurst. Is Garrison Hurst the running back? I was about to ask that too. Yeah. It was, that was back in like early in September when the baseball field was still up there losing at San Francisco. So how, how do you feel about this? I, I, I can't lie. I am nervous. It has been a long road. The playoff road, got the two seed, beat the Jets 49-32, then beat the Broncos yesterday in epic fashion. Had to put on my coach's hat, put on the rocks, and show my stuff on that two-point conversion, 39-38, and that leads me to the Super Bowl. But you bring up week four. I remember it like yesterday. Yeah. It the first loss that I, I had. I, I went back and I watched a little bit of the tape. And, oh, did you really? <laughs> and you know what? I, I let them get on fire late in the game, and that ultimately was my demise. As far as the confidence level – I'm always confident. If you know my, if you know Zach Bingham, I'm confident, right? I believe in my skill. I will say yesterday, when I went down by seven points against the Broncos with under 30 seconds to play, I I clinched up. I did not, I thought that the road ended there. But Steve McNair, Eddie George, Kevin Dyson, Yancey Thigpen, and my offensive line led me down the field. This is gonna be an exciting game at 10 o'clock. I I am at a I'm at a hard nine. Nine. You, see, I'm okay. at a hard nine. I do believe it's going to get a, be a close game, and those yeah. close games scare me. Right? The Jet. I I didn't have close games against the Bengals, the Steelers, and the Jets. Those were kind of like I had them in hand. Right. All right. the other ones have come down to the wire, and I've had to make big time plays down the stretch. I got to do it one more time. Right. That's my birthday. So Bemo says, don't put the game on the foot of Al Del Greco. You cannot do that. You cannot let it come down to a field goal because too risky. So Rob says he's a 9 out of 10. Uh, Johnny says 100. Ricky uh, going with a 7. Mark with a 10. Uh, Sterling says Zach's taking it all. Ramon with an 8. Titan Rick saying Zach can do it at a 7. Danny says happy 33rd birthday. Uh, Michael says a 10. Juan says he's at a six because you panic. <laughs> I do. Yesterday, I'm like, what am I doing? I, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm meltdown. Meltdown. Uh, Trevor says, uh, Coach Bingham, everyone's wanting to know, what is it like preparing for your first Super Bowl at age of 33? It's exciting. It is really exciting stuff. I think the best part about this, and like all jokes aside, like every, I this is my – one of my favorite games of all time. I played it as a kid. I used to play my best friend. I probably played this game close to a thousand times in my life. And that's not an exaggeration of a thousand. Like I love this game, but how, how everybody's jumped on board and we've been able to have a platform to like promote it. And I've been able to put together these graphics and people are enjoying the videos. Like that has really been a treat. And it was random. I just decided to do it. And uh, I think a lot of people are enjoying it. And yeah, so well, that's Bimo, the main thing. Bimo says, Bimo says, no, this is resurrecting the life of 64s that were collecting dust. Alex says, uh, y'all can make A to Z Blitz Super Bowl champion shirts that we can all sell. Let's do it. I, if <laughs> you I win, it, win the damn game. You got to win the damn game. I, I have to win the game. You can't, win, you can't lose to team. UConn and sell T-shirts. Remember that, Zach. You, you have to, to win the game. You're, at, you're, you're right. And Strike says uh, eight as long as he doesn't panic and start blitzing the safety consistently. Uh, thoughts on the uh, safety blitz on, in the game plan today? Well, so it's really about quarterback play. What I realized over a long, tumultuous season of 13-3 and three, 
you have to pick and choose who you blitz your safety against. <laughs> yeah. And Steve Young is really not the guy you want to blitz because like Vinny Testaverde is a guy, as we saw, I had like 17 or 15 sacks. He had 17 early. sacks against Vinny Testaverde. Right. So I find I got to feel that out at the beginning of the game and figure out Steve Young scrambles. If I remember in week four that he killed me a lot getting <laughs> yeah. to the left side. And, and so again, it's it's you feel the game out. I will say this though, Austin. Watching these games, and I know you've watched them. I've played them. I've been there. It is the closest thing we have to sports. Oh, yeah. Like, like, right? These are close games. It's what you feel when you know LeBron is blocking a shot against the Golden State Warriors in you know 2016. It's a small feeling of that, of not knowing what's going to happen, and instead, it's those little players running around <laughs> on the that virtual field that yeah. gives you that emotion. But we haven't had that emotion. So that's the one thing that we're just trying to consume. Mookie says four. Zach gives up too many big pass plays at the middle, which I is do. very true. My return, my kick return, uh, kick coverage team sucks. Terrell Davis just destroyed me. They were across the 50, I felt like, every single time Bubby Brister marched on the field. So, so. I – we'll I, I feel I feel like the number one thing for me to watch for this game today is – Look, you've had leads. You got up big against Pittsburgh 21-0 in the first quarter in Week 17, and then you quickly found yourself trailing 22-21 not too long after. You, you went into the fourth quarter yesterday against the uh, in the AFC Championship game with a 14-point lead, and you gave it up in 26 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Mac 9 fumbled! <laughs> then... You then you got into a fourth and seventy-five situation. Now I will say this about what you did correctly after the fourth and seventy-five situation. You had a short punt. I think the short punt helped you because it actually allowed the Broncos to score faster, so you would get the ball back with more time to be able to go down. So I think I think you always it's about possessions, right? How can you steal a possession in the first half, depending on who uh, opens the second half getting the ball? And you got to make sure you can get the ball last. It's it's really who can score in with under- the get the ball last with the right amount of time. Correct. If you watch that, and I got really lucky. Nobody realizes this, but there were six seconds on the clock when I scored. I went thirty nine thirty eight, and I allowed Terrell Davis to go, and I wanted him to run out the clock. But he got to the 49-yard line. He got in field goal range. Well, no, he was one yard shy. Was he, of, what? I, he was I, on his 49. Okay. But if he would have gotten one more yard and there would have been one second left, he would they would have kicked, they could have kicked a 50-yard field goal to win the game. So, like, all of these things happen, but that's sports. Like, that's why we love it. Yeah, because uh, Titans Torch says on IG Live, get the lead like you always do and run the clock. You cannot run the clock. You can't. Sometimes you have to let them score. So you can get the ball back and just control the game. That's that's what I'm watching uh, for this Super Bowl uh, later on this morning. All right, ten o'clock, an hour and five minutes away. It's an early morning Super Bowl, but we want to get this done, get this out of the way. Make sure you have your live notifications on if you're on Facebook. We'll be streaming it on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch. So pick your platform. But uh, 
I don't know. This I I woke up feeling good. G Man says, uh, "Can't wait to read Jim Wyatt's article on this game. Maybe Jim Wyatt can get like a six topics out of the Super Bowl. <laughs> we we let's let's see if we can loop Jim Wyatt on that just just to see what happens. Yeah, that could be funny. Yeah, I mean they ha- they have these. The Titans have had to have seen these. Like they know I'm doing this because they follow me. They follow A to Z Sports, and I've been playing for like a month and a half. I feel like." All right, so Lisa asked a great question. What's the least amount of time that you need on the clock when receiving the kickoff and being down by and needing a score? Uh, needing I, a touchdown? Well, yeah, yeah, and you have to get a field goal. Need a touchdown. I think I want to say like 22 seconds is the is lowest do, that I is did. doable. I think you need 22 seconds. Yeah, and it's just tough. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I, it's you, you. I just play in the moment. At least it's a great question, but you just play in the moment and you let you let the Bradys come out, you let the Mannings come out, and hopefully not let the Steve Youngs come out. Yeah. All right. Big day. Big day. All right. Let's wrap up this show before we get to Zach Super Bowl. We still have uh, the magic bucket. The magic bucket today. I got my sticker, uh, and it might, hopefully my sticker uh, will help Zach today. Maybe we'll see. But first. Uh, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are so many ways that Renters Warehouse can help you out during these trying times. Oh, like they can rent out your Airbnb property that you own because there's no weekend travelers to give you some income, but Renters Warehouse can temporarily rent out your property just for a few months to help you get back to normal. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. A to Z Sports, we're powered by Tennessee Tickets. You can get all your tickets there. But more importantly, check out our podcast network. It's awesome. We've got Big Orange stuff. We've got 615 sections with Buck Rising. We've got Tighten Up Podcast and a Preds Nashcast. Check your podcast there on top of our live streams, morning at 8 a.m., prime time at 8 p.m. All right, Zach, the Magic Bucket is back today. And I know uh, we got to move forward with this Magic Bucket real quick, but I got to do a little reach for my sticker because I did not bring it to my Well, that's absolutely okay because I have a feeling, and we've set some things up, the Magic Bucket is going to be changing here in the future. (laughs) That is true. Which is really exciting for all of our fans that have followed the Magic Bucket because we started this, it was one of those light bulbs that went off in my head a year ago, and we've done a, it, it has done exactly what I wanted it to do. And so, but it's going to be evolving. You know? Yes, yeah, it is. The magic bucket will be evolving once we dive in next month. Okay, Zach, this can help you out today because, you know, it's one of my favorite sayings. You look good, you feel good. You feel good, you play good. You play good, they pay good. That is going on the bucket. That that's, is, that's, that's the full quote right there. That's a really good sticker. So it, here's a little backstory on that. We're, we've – Austin, I've been doing this now probably, I mean, it feels like close to 10 years, maybe close to a decade. It's only been like seven. (laughs) Well, that's close to 10. I guess, yeah. Right? I mean, it's closer to 10 than five. Well, no, it's not. Well, I don't know how far (laughs) along we are on seven. But but Austin, everybody has catchphrases. Mine is, if ifs and buts or beers and nuts, we could have a party, right? Say that literally probably once a week. Anytime we're talking about New Jersey's and we do this, or new cleats or brands, Austin, you can go ahead and say it. You look good, 
You feel good. You feel good. You play good. You play good. They pay good. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> he just and I always be like, you always say that. So that's good, good. Feel stick. good. Play good. There that's you very, go. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. So uh, I am pulling for Zach right now. I think that that's Zach is up first. Okay. And yes, you still have your wrap that we have to do at some. I point. still haven't gotten the one I want for you. By the way, uh, we can you can do your wrap next week. We're going to be on location next week, so you can prepare your wrap. By the way, I don't know if it will be suitable for work. <laughs> All right. Damn it. Wait, you've already done this for me. Whew, I get away. What with is it? it? I get away with it. You're going to have to pick my meals for the rest of the day. No, I haven't. Oh, that's you the haven't? one I wanted. No. That's the one I wanted, baby. Yes. Yes. Happy birthday to Zach Bingham. That was the one that I've always wanted because that was brutal when i had to do it absolutely brutal oh my gosh hell yes hell yes this is amazing so go ahead and read it whoever pulls this gets to pick the other's meal meals for the rest of the day bobby dingman screw you bobby way to go bobby what did i make you eat uh, I had to eat a – ooh, this sucked. I had to eat a, uh, a quarter pounder at McDonald's, a McFlurry, a large fry, and then I had to – at the end – and I had to document all this on Twitter. Uh, I had to eat a Cheez-It pizza for dinner. So I had, you picked my lunch to my dinner. <laughs> the Cheez-It pizza. Man, this sucks because I eat the same thing every day. Well, not I, today. And I love my I love my daily routine. Oh, you're gonna get out of your routine today. So man, this blows because I'm getting like double attacked right right now. It's a birthday thing. I it's it's truly a birthday thing. This was the one that I've always wanted for you because I that was miserable for me. So uh, are you ready for your lunch? Yeah, Good yeah, guy? yeah. Well, we're gonna go back to Mickey D's. But you're going to have to eat a filet of fish. A filet of fish with a large fry. And instead of a McFlurry, you're going to have to get a Coke, a large Coke. And you're going to have to drink that up. All right. So that is your meal for lunch filet of fish sandwich for lunch. And you know what? We're going to go back to the fast food joints for dinner. We're going to double up. We're going to double up on this. And you're going to have to go to KFC. And I know you eat chicken because I've seen you eat chicken before. And you're going to have to get one of those sandwiches that have fried chicken on top, fried chicken on bottom. Boom, it's a sandwich. I can look up what it's called. You also have to get a side of mashed potatoes with gravy. We're going to look it up. You get a side of mashed potatoes and gravy. And then to wash it all down. Can't do gravy. Can't do gravy. Then mashed potatoes. Well, you can't do gravy. No. What's gravy made out of? I don't need. I don't need uh, beef or pork. That's what it's not gravy. beef. That's what, that's what gravy comes from. <laughs> it's not beef though. That's what it comes from. That's Where fine. do you think gravy uh, comes so, from? Side of mashed potatoes. That, that's fine. Side of mashed potatoes, and to drink. Wash it down. You know what? I'm feeling generous. Wash it down with a nice sweet tea. A real southern gentleman's dinner. 
God, this sucks because my wife and I already had dinner plans tonight. <laughs> well, you go ahead and cancel those. It well, is I called. Still, no, I can't. I'm, I can't. I'm still going to have to cook for her. Well, you can cook for her, but you're going to be eating. It's called the double down, baby. Get you one of them double downs. The double downers. You're exactly right, BMO. On and look, I had a brutal experience with this when you, I did it. So I have to make it filet fish. You have tartar sauce. I don't know if you like that or not. Large fry, large Coke, KFC, double downer, mashed potatoes, and a sweet tea. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to uh, text me this. I will. I will gladly text you that. <clears throat> Ugh, all right. Ah, 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 ah. This is a birthday thing. God, thank you know. Maybe the year's turning for me. I had probably the worst. 32 is the worst year of my life. 33 starting off pretty damn good. So let's ride. All right. It's not okay. <laughs> I've already done I've already done little teapot. All right. And you, you have to you have to uh, you have to document it on Twitter, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so now I have to name as many blanks in 15 seconds as I can. So you, oh, okay. so you come up with that as well. So that, that that's good. Uh, so I'm going to have to pull up a timer real quick on yeah. the internet. Um, let's see here. God, this sucks. Stopwatch, that's what I need. Um, all right, so let's see here. Any suggestions? What? Go ahead. I haven't been to McDonald's or KFC in maybe four years. Well, uh, KFC, hit, KFC in like 10. Hit that reset button, baby. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, let's see. 15 seconds. This is, hey, you, you, this is a good one. Okay. Um, let's see here. Oh, this, uh, you know what? I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling real generous. I'm really trying to test to see what this is because I don't know how many you'll be able to get. But in 15 seconds, are you ready? Yeah. Name as many NFL head coaches as you can. Uh, Mike Vrabel, Bill O'Brien, Frank Reich, Doug Marone, Bill Belichick, Sean McDermott, uh, Brian Flores, uh, who the hell is the Jet? Adam Gase. Uh, Sean McVay, uh, John Harbaugh. Done, done. You got nine. That's pretty good. John Harbaugh didn't count? No, you didn't get it in time. But nine, uh, that's good. I got the AFC South and the AFC East. <laughs> and then Sean McVay. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. When you said Brian Flores, I was like, what the is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, did you not see where I was going? I uh, know. I figured it out once you said Brian Flores because he's the most random head coach. Sean of- McDermott's pretty damn random. Well, dude. yeah, but he went to the playoffs at least. Like yes. I, we saw him for an extra week. Uh, oh, all man. right. This, well, this so it- <laughs> I Austin, I've been wanting to get that for so so long. So. It is fitting that it happens on my birthday. Uh, I will be out tomorrow. Buck Rising will be filling in. Uh, thank you guys for the birthday wishes. And 10 o'clock, set the timer. We're going to try to win a Super Bowl today. <sighs> and you know what? We'll have a, a great post-game meal at Mickey D's. 
uh, in Austin Staley's Real quick, arm. Shrike says the double down isn't a sandwich anymore. Well, we'll call him. I'll, we'll figure out. You'll, you'll eat a KFC meal, so you don't have to worry about that. It may be one of those, I think BMO said, um, the KFC bowl. You'll have to do a bowl. <laughs> it's got like little bits of corn in it. <laughs> Well, I like corn yeah, from KFC. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Anthony with a parting shot says, uh, don't come one yard short. Uh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to come up one yard. Short. Kevin Dyson's done that a couple times this, this blitz season. All right, guys, thanks for watching. We will see you later. Pre appreciate it. Uh, one hour away, less than one hour away for Zach Super Bowl. Thanks for watching. Three hours away from that. Uh,